This is the Sand with Lynette podcast. You have episode 33, What to Do When Things Don't Make Sense. What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker, you are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello, my friends. I'm so glad you're here with me today for the Stand with Lynette podcast. I hope you have been enjoying over these past few weeks the interviews that I have been publishing. I know I have enjoyed conducting the interviews and listening to the stories of these women and learning from them. And I hope that you are enjoying that too. And we will keep those coming. I'm going to alternate every other week, hopefully that's the plan, um, from here on out, at least for the next little while. And so today will be a solo episode. And as I have been thinking about what I want to share with you, something really rose to the top. Out of all of the other thoughts and things that I might share with you, something just made itself very clear to me over the past few days. And to give you a little bit of background, I have spent the past week or so really thinking about things that don't make sense. And when I say things that don't make sense, what I mean is questions that don't have easy answers or trials that have no apparent ending. I mean, wrestling with counsel from prophets that does not seem to fit with our interpretation of following Jesus. I mean, physical, mental, and emotional challenges from which we have yet to find rest. I mean, paths the Lord inspires us to walk or even chooses for us sometimes that feel much too steep and well beyond our ability. I mean roadblocks we encounter as we follow him that seem to halt our progress again and again. Things that don't make sense. I have been navigating my own path that at times does not seem to make sense. Last week, I came face to face with a roadblock that caused me to feel like a complete and utter failure. I wondered if years of effort and hundreds of hours of work was wasted. I wondered if I would ever be able to get to the place I felt the Lord was calling me to go. The journey felt impossible, and I was tired and discouraged. What was my next step, and would I even be capable of doing it? My logical brain was struggling to reconcile the inspiration that set this particular path into motion with my current reality. Things that don't make sense. Then I saw some talk on social media about the wrestle that many LGBTQ church members and their families must constantly face if they want to hold on to their faith. Their questions have no easy answers, things that don't make sense. Then during fast and testimony meeting yesterday at church, I heard a story of a challenging diagnosis that would forever change the life of a young family. And as I have interviewed incredible women of faith, Each one of them has a story of overcoming hardships, mental health challenges, suicide attempts, losing family members, spouses and children leaving the church, navigating questions and doubts, and the list goes on and on and on. Things that don't make sense. This week, as I have pondered on these and other things that don't make sense, my mind has returned to the Garden of Gethsemane. I can picture the Savior there, kneeling in agony while his friends slept. I can hear his words, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. 
Have we not all been there? Have we not all prayed for the Lord to remove the source of our suffering, whatever that might be? Have we not begged for his mercy, believing that he has all power and can rescue us from the temporal, physical, spiritual, and emotional burdens that feel far too heavy for us to carry? Have we not all wished he could make us and those whom we love whole? But it is the second part of the Savior's plea that stuck out to me this time. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. How would our lives be different if we too followed our desperate pleas for deliverance with those words, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Those words are hard to say, let alone to pray, because what if God's will is not what we hope for? What if deliverance from our crushing trials is not in his plan for us at this moment? What if God's plan requires us to endure things that feel unendurable, like it did for the Savior in Gethsemane? Is it possible for us to be willing to set aside our desires and ambitions and everything that we want and endure what we would rather not endure? Is it possible for us to trust in a merciful plan of an omniscient God, even if it requires us to suffer for a season. Immediately following the agony of Gethsemane, Jesus was betrayed, arrested, denied by his closest friends, and brought before Annas, Caiaphas, and eventually Pilate. He was mocked, spit upon, scourged, crowned with thorns, and sentenced to die for crimes he'd never committed. And with that death sentence, he was required to carry his own cross to Golgotha. But Gethsemane and the scourging that followed had taken its physical toll, and Jesus could not carry the weight of his cross. So Simon, a man from the crowd, carried the cross for Jesus. I've been thinking about Simon. We did not know very much about him, other than that he was from Cyrene, and he was the father of two boys named Alexander and Rufus. But he carried the Savior's cross to Golgotha because he was at the exact spot where Jesus needed help that day. Perhaps he had no choice in the matter. Maybe the soldiers forced him to carry the cross at the peril of his life. But what if he was simply the one from the crowd who was willing? What if he saw the Savior's agony and had compassion on him? What if he was a disciple, a follower of Christ who thought, I cannot stop this injustice from happening, and I cannot save my Lord from his inevitable fate, but I can do this thing. I am strong enough to carry a small portion of his suffering. I want to be like that, Simon. I want to be willing to carry a small portion of suffering for Jesus because he was willing to endure my pain and that of the entire human family. I can be strong enough to carry his cross for a little while. In October 2022 General Conference, Jeffrey R. Holland eloquently expressed this sentiment. Quote, In every land and age, he has said to us all, If any man or woman will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. This speaks of the crosses we bear rather than the ones we wear. To be a follower of Jesus Christ, one must sometimes carry a burden, your own or someone else's, and go where sacrifice is required and suffering is inevitable. A true Christian cannot follow the master only in those matters with which he or she agrees. No, we follow him everywhere, including, if necessary, into arenas filled with tears and troubles where sometimes we may stand very much alone. Close quote. 
my friends. Each of us will at some point or probably many points in our lives be asked to carry a portion of the Savior's cross. We will be called upon to follow him into darkness and perhaps even stay there for a little while. We will be asked to wrestle with challenges that are not of our choosing or our making and that we would not wish upon our worst enemy for how hard they are. We may face questions that have no easy or forthcoming answers. We may wonder how we can possibly reconcile our personal experiences with the doctrine of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. We may, at times, feel like the heavens are closed and wonder why we feel so alone, even though we are trying to do God's work. Perhaps you are currently carrying your portion of the cross. Or maybe you know someone who is, and you pray for them every second of every day because they are growing weary of the heavy burden they bear. To you, I say, hold on. Jesus descended below all things, meaning he felt the worst of the worst. It began in Gethsemane, but it did not end there. Even after bleeding at every port and suffering both body and spirit while begging for his father to remove his cup, there was more he needed to endure. Jeffrey R. Holland explained it this way, quote, that the supreme sacrifice of his son might be as complete as it was voluntary and solitary. The father briefly withdrew from Jesus the comfort of his spirit, the support of his personal presence. It was required, indeed it was central to the significance of the atonement, that this perfect son, who had never spoken ill, nor done wrong, nor touched an unclean thing, had to know how the rest of humankind us, all of us, would feel when we did commit such sins. For his atonement to be infinite and eternal, he had to feel what it was like to die not only physically but spiritually, to sense what it was like to have the divine spirit withdraw, leaving one feeling totally, abjectly, hopelessly alone. Close quote. It was then, while hanging on the cross, after having been betrayed, denied, and abandoned by those who professed to love and follow him, that Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It was as if he was saying, All of my friends and my followers, and now you? Why you too? Elder Holland goes on to say, quote, But Jesus held on. He pressed on. The goodness in him allowed faith to triumph even in a state of complete anguish. The trust he lived by told him in spite of his feelings that divine compassion is never absent, that God is always faithful, that he never flees nor fails us. Because Jesus walked such a long, lonely path utterly alone, we do not have to do so. His solitary journey brought great company for our little version of that path. The merciful care of our Father in heaven, the unfailing companionship of this beloved Son, the consummate gift of the Holy Ghost, angels in heaven, family members on both sides of the veil, prophets and apostles, teachers, leaders, friends, all of these and more have been given as companions for our mortal journey because of the atonement of Jesus Christ and the restoration of his gospel. Trumpeted from the summit of Calvary is a truth that we will never be left alone nor unaided, even if sometimes we may feel that we are. Truly, the Redeemer of all of us has said, I will not leave you comfortless. My Father and I will come to you and abide with you. Close quote. Isn't that beautiful, my friends, to think that we have access to this great aid 
to this great power to help us to navigate the challenges in our lives. Friends, by divine design, the paths we walk back to Jesus are often steep and rocky because the path he walked to save us was the steepest and rockiest of all. And he asks us from time to time to follow him into places that don't seem to make sense, to trust him with all the things that we cannot now understand to have faith that his plan will eventually cross every T and dot every I, righting every wrong and making every person whole, to be willing to carry a portion of the cross, trusting that he will never lead us astray, no matter how dark the night. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. While other paths may feel inviting and other philosophies may seem intriguing, we can only be saved through him. He is the only way. So in these days of confusion and noise, will you anchor yourself to him? Will you trust him with the muddiness of mortality and hold on even when it doesn't seem to make sense? Will you follow him into arenas filled with tears and troubles and carry his cross when you are called upon to do so? Will you, with me, stand with him today, tomorrow, and forever? No matter what comes, no matter what you are called upon to bear, can you be like Simon and carry that cross for him for just a little while? Can you picture him in Gethsemane, kneeling, praying, begging to be relieved of that burden? Nevertheless, following through, can you do the same, my friends? Can we follow his example? And together, can we stand? I believe we can. I know we can. That is what we are here on earth to do, my friends. That is why the Lord is trusting us to be here now in this winding up scene when things are hard, when they don't make sense, when many things do not have answers and we keep praying and hoping for those answers to come. You are here, hand selected by Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ themselves, knowing what is at stake knowing what he would ask you to do and trusting that you with his help would have the strength to do it. You can do it. We can do it. This is our day. This is our charge. All right, my friends, your shine challenge for this week is to read Luke chapters 22 and 23. These are the chapters that recount the events of Gethsemane and Golgotha, and read Jeffrey R. Holland's talk from this pastoral conference entitled Lifted Up Upon the Cross. As you are reading and studying those things, I invite you to imagine yourself as a character in this story. What would it have been like to witness the events of Gethsemane and Golgotha and the things that happened in between? Would you have the faith to follow Jesus Christ forever had you witnessed that sacrifice firsthand. Write your thoughts in your journal as you study, as you pray, as you ask the Lord to show you the things that you need to see 
the things that will strengthen you to be able to stand with him forever. Let's work on this, my friends, and together, let's stand. If you enjoyed this message, I think you will love the guide I put together for you. It is all of the invitations from October 2022 General Conference. I wrote them down all in one place in a free PDF printable for you, and you can grab your copy today that you can keep alongside your conference edition of the Liahona and study for the next six months so that you can see those invitations and work to apply them. I will put a link right in the show notes where you can grab your free copy and I will see you back here again next week. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, Find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepard, that's two N's, two P's, and an A-R-D, or at LynetteShepard.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again, and remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.